action. Behind every shirt is a story. A program which started at Ethos Youth Center, Pathos Screen Printing supports young people. And builds community one shirt at a time. We don't only print on shirts. We do athletic apparel, hats, koozies, and bulk orders. We can do orders big and small. Business to business contracts are welcome. Pathos invests 100% of its profits back into youth in our community. Call us at 209-742-4257 for a free quote today. Again, that's 742-4257. We are located at 5174 Highway 140 at the four-way stop across from Chevron Gas Station in Mariposa. Check us out at pathosscreenprinting.com. Welcome to the WiseCast, brought to you by Ethos Youth Center. Hello, welcome to the WiseCast. This is episode 109. I uh, am a foolish person. And I just deleted our recording that we were just almost done with. We were all devastated. It was a mistake, but these types of things happen. They sure do. What's bubbly? Is that all sparkling water? Yeah, I got a sparkling water kick. Is it? I've noticed that's a trend, people trying to kick soda by switching to sparkling water. It works. Does it? Yeah. I liked... um. It's oh man, I forgot the name of it, but it tastes still sweet. My problem with La Croix is that it doesn't it tastes like nitrous. <laughs> like La Croix tastes like what industrial cleaning chemicals smell like. How are like. you pronouncing that? La Croix. Okay. It's French. I, I know it's French. <laughs> okay. I've just never heard it. Most people say LaCroix. Yeah. I guess you could call it that, too, if you want to be like... How do they call it? What do you mean? How how did the company call it? I think it's called LaCroix, but it's spelt LaCroix. Pronounce LaCroix. I think there's an X in it, yeah. Yeah. Oh. She's a good girl. Hold on, here it comes. Ha, I was right. Well, I think you're way off. <laughs> Thank you, robot lady. <laughs> so how was your week again? My week was still good. Yeah. Yeah, it was no, it was good. Oh, we went to ISS Long Beach. Oh, see, this, this is week. this you didn't mention that when we first recorded. That's because we had a, a weird kind of start to our last um, recording, but we want me uh, Tyson and I from Pathos. Yeah. We went to ISS Long Beach, which if you don't know what ISS, it's basically the biggest convention uh, of the year for anything screen printing or custom apparel or garments or anything like that. So we went over there. We checked out a bunch of products. We took some classes. We we did some seminars. We did some shop talks, and and yeah, it was it was real cool. Long Beach is a really dope town. 
It's kind of like a filtered Los Angeles. Like if you filtered Los Angeles and and you removed all the crime and poverty, which sounds terrible. But that's what Long Beach is. It's a cool little spot. Uh, Yeah, it's a good town. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, things that I did this weekend. I worked on a script. uh, Worked on an editing another script. uh, Going back to comic book writing for the interim. Um, Yeah. Pretty, Pretty exciting weekend. Pretty good. Working on songwriting as well. What I'm watching. Are you putting out an album? I'm working on painting. I'm yeah. getting back into my art. Your art? Because I've been losing myself and uh, and not doing it. Yeah. I want to lose myself in I, my art. I like those uh, drawings that... I like those drawings that you made. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, uh... What are the AO, AO designs? Or... You had, like, a, the guy in the fishbowl. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you should do more of those. Yeah. I would, I would get those shirts. If they're in my size. Yeah, well, of course. Yes. Yeah, I want to do more stuff like that, but I'm also trying not to do all the same stuff still. But okay. So, it's kind of hard balance, but I've been painting. I'm a oh. painter. Okay. I'm like George Bush, the president, now painter. What? <laughs> George Bush was a president. Yes. And now he paints. George Am Bush? Am I the first to tell you about this? Yes. You didn't know George Bush was a painter? Oh, he's brilliant. Wow. Yeah. It's like after you serve eight years and start two illegal wars and send the economy stop, into the stop, dumpster. Stop, stop, But then you become a really good painter, so you redeem yourself. Anyway. You're a little firecracker, aren't you today? Hey, man, I have my opinions. Yeah. I just didn't know they were the White's Cat's opinions now. No, the, the, these opinions solely reflect that's one of his dad. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a painting clearly of his dad. Yeah. It's not like a a rink, like a walnut. No. Anyway, I didn't I didn't know I was the first to tell you George Bush, the former president and probably war criminal, is now is now a painter, a really good painter. Yeah, really good, really prolific. You could tell he knows a lot about shading and line work and and shapes and um, the, uh, yeah. invading countries over oil. Gosh, you know. I guess we're gonna have to put the the moniker in this episode. <laughs> you get you get to say it now. I you get s- to say it. Yeah. I would like you to know yeah. that the views expressed in this podcast do not reflect any of the views or opinions of the Alliance for Community Transformation, Ethos Youth Center, Pathos Screen Printing, or KRYZ Community Radio. But you already knew that. Yeah. Okay. So now we can continue on. Uh, yeah. I want the heat. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You're not old enough to realize that getting that you don't want heat. I want it. No. <laughs> you know why? Because I'm cold. So give me the heat. Okay. You've heard it, guys and girls. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, <laughs> we're here to talk about his the Oscars. Wife, his wife killed someone in a car accident, too. Angel, stop. <laughs> Angel. 
This is why you. <laughs> this is why you can't have nice things. Anyway, we're talking about the Oscars. Today. Yes. This is probably one of the dumbest things you've done <laughs> in your life. <laughs> still gonna, I'm still going to air it. Hey, I'm not talking about the new guy. This is old news, okay? Okay. I'm just saying. I'm not talking about dumb. a current dude. Very dumb. So. How's this Oscars, <laughs> 20, Oscars 2019. Uh, Part of the reason that we're talking about this, right, yeah. is because the Oscars out of touch. Yes. So. Yeah, so the so we're a youth podcast. We talk about yeah. young people stuff, you know. Yeah, uh, and Oscars is perhaps the the worst place to look at to figure out youth culture. Well, up until recently, up like until it seems recently. like this year, like this year, it's a lot more diverse, especially with the best picture category. Mm-hmm. Now, if now that's funny you say that because I would I would attribute that to more of. Adults being more childish than ever oh, before. You think, oh. so, <laughs> it might be. Well, I, I would attribute it partly to viewership, too. Realizing, hey, when we keep like nominating all these like very mature, independent films that yeah. no one is seeing, youth don't care about who's winning Best Picture, Best Director. Right. But last year, Guillermo del Toro won Best Director for A Shape of Water, which mm-hmm. was like a pretty accessible film. That was still very artistic, and it was very. It, it still had, you know, it, it it was still intelligent. It was still a great film, but it was also accessible for for young people to see it. You know, it wasn't so off putting the way that like other nominations have been. The way like a movie, like a smaller independent, you know, movie like, like, what one like what was that movie with um Jake Gyllenhaal and Heath Ledger? Brokeback Mountain. That one for Best Picture in, like, 2004. Not mm-hmm. a super accessible film for, like, young people. That's for sure. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's um, not drawing a big audience. Right. Or something like, uh, what was Catherine Bigelow's movie that one? Was it The Hurt Locker? I think so. Yeah, again, not a super... Ex- like not, I, I I hate using that word accessible as much as I am. But it, again, that is kind of a across. symptom of yeah. of of the of the problem is that mm-hmm. hey, young people aren't seeing this. Yeah. You know, it's the fi- there uh, in the film world. I I think I could say that there is a like a sliding scale. On one side, there is like art, and the other right. side is money. Yeah, and you have to slide it to get it right. Like Shape of Water. Um, for what it's worth, got it very well. Yeah. Where you can still be artistic, but still have like something, like you said. Well, there's some artistic. directors that are really good at that. I think yes. Guillermo del Toro's one. I think Quentin Tarantino's yes. one. I think and there's uh, direct- Edgar Wright yeah. is one. And there's directors that you go to that are like, I we need to make a movie that's going to make money. That's that's where you get like your Michael Bay's. Exactly. I would consider Spielberg is that now. Yeah, but it's still he has some. Artistic, there's just some things. There's that an he integrity yeah. there for sure. Yeah, like you know, you know what you're getting into, and in there's a certain thing that Spielberg does that you know what you're getting right. into. Right, money making movies and big money movies. Yeah, that doesn't mean that they're not artistic, and it also doesn't mean that they're not good. Exactly. Like you could find, like, yeah, it's about right. finding that. Balance. But it's definitely because the art side of the scale, leaning more towards art, um, that can go on for days. Yeah, because it's like. What are we talking? What 
in what uh, definition are we talking yeah. about? Are we talking about main, like Hollywood films? Yeah. Are we talking about films that you have to go to a community theater to right. watch? Uh, films that are like and, and, on Amazon Prime. And, and to that point, there's very artistic films that are just terrible and boring, or they they're just bad movies. Hmm. Nicholas Winding Refn's made a few that are just super, just so involved with themselves, right? <laughs> but very artistic, but just very yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, but you know what else there is to talk about. Wisecast.com? Oh. Oh. <laughs> Is that... No, it's the the list. The so, list. Um, you know what? Let's just talk about writing, adapted screenplay, original okay. screenplay. Let's look through this list here. I mean, nominator for adapted is Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Black Klansman, um, A Star is Born. There's a couple of others that we haven't seen. Uh, writing, original screenplay, it's the favorite. First Reformed, Roma, Vice, Green Book. Um, I don't know why they're two different categories. Adapted screenplay means that there's already a written work before. I know, but still when you're writing a screenplay, yeah. you're still writing, a, a, even if it's a version of it, you're still writing a screenplay for film, which is very different than any other type of right. writing medium. I get that the story beats might be the same or that there's yeah. similarities, but I, I, I feel like, hey, if you're writing a good script, which... I think is the basis for any good movie is a good script, then I don't think it should matter if it was like, I don't know. This is just one of my very, one of my many uh, issues with the Academy Awards. But um, anyway, what was, what was your favorite script from last year? Uh, I mean, out of all this, I don't have technically really a favorite. Um, you know, another, a thing that, did Logan come out last year? No, that was the year before. Okay. Anyways, so um, the thing that we mentioned uh, that that should be mentioned is that in this list there is no, uh, like shout out to Marvel movies, right? Or the, the superhero franchise, which is very interesting yeah. because a they they definitely lean more towards the money side of the business, right? And they they attract a huge young people audience. And there's a lot of things that have to fall into place to make a good, I mean, keep the continuity between yeah. superhero movies. And th so there's a good, like, they should have had Marvel Affinity Wars here, yeah. but then that should have been, like, a representation of all the other Marvel films to get to that. Yeah. But Well, and I think part of that is if you're watching a movie like Infinity War, yeah. like, the effects could be top-notch. Yeah. You could have great actors in it, which you did. You could have really good directing. Yeah. But ultimately, if that script sucks, that movie's going to be bad. Right. And nothing... There's so much to juggle there. And if that script wasn't a good script, that movie would have been a lot worse than it was. You know? Because we've seen movies before with really good directors, top-name actors, you know. Everything's in place, but it's a, just a, such a broken script. And that's where, like, everything... For me, starts you know. Right. Uh, moving on to visual effects, this is I think the most uh, young person filled category. Right. We have Avengers: Infinity War, Christopher Robin, First Man, Ready Player One, and Solo: a Star Wars Story. Uh, of course, Avengers: Ready Player One and Solo are big uh, young people. I would even say Christopher Robin. Yeah. I don't know how much money it made, but I know on social media I saw a lot of. Uh, people talking about it okay 
I think it's it goes back like it has the same thing as like something like Ready Player One, and that it's really playing on nostalgia. Right. Well, all well. If we if we push that far enough, all four of the, the Avengers, Christopher Robin, Solo, and Ready Player One, are and also up. First Man because because it's about Neil Armstrong. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Which, by the way, Ryan Gosling is a. I can't say that word. Triple threat. It, he's an amazing actor. Oh, and Dead Man's Bones. His band. Yeah. yeah. I was like, is that his band? I thought he yeah. just went by the Goss. The Goss. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what he can also go by? Go buy a computer and go to wisecast.com for all their wisecast needs. That's W-I-S-E-Cast.com. We are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. Leave a five-star rating and review on the iTunes channel or on your favorite podcast app. Uh, you can find us anywhere on your podcast. That is Wisecast. Um, Wisecast is brought to you by Ethos Mariposa. That's ethosmariposa.org, which is a youth center in Mariposa County. Yep. We're, we're open right after school. Your kids come in. We play chess. I beat them in chess. We play pool. I beat them, beat them in pool. And we repeat every day. Right. Um, <laughs> there's actually, of course, more that goes on here than that. But they... It is without ethos, there would be no wisecast. I don't I know get, if we should mention this either, but don't you guys have like a volunteer training coming up too? We do have a volunteer training training coming up for and any we, anyone that's interested. I guess right. Yes, next Wednesday, just show up eight o'clock. I think it says yes. here, right? Yeah, thank you. It's uh, you at nine. Up. Okay, at nine. Yeah, so uh, ethos volunteer training January thirtieth at nine a.m. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. If anyone's interested. Yeah. Check it out, guys. You'll get to see how the sausage is made. I'll and also know. Pathos Screen Printing. Yeah. No, no, you gotta, you gotta let me build up to it. Pathos Screen Printing is a program you gotta, you of gotta Ethos. Let me build up to Pathos it. Screen Printing is a program of Ethos Youth Center that helps provide uh, job skills. This is the most offensive thing you've done this episode. <laughs> employment to young people. Uh, so yeah, right now uh, we're having problems on our website, um, but if you need to reach us, you can reach us at pathoscreenprinting at gmail.com, or you could call us at 209-742-4257. We are also on the Facebook, or just Facebook, and uh, Instagram. So hit us up and stop by the shop. Yeah, since we haven't hit the 20-minute mark, we can fit in this category, which I find interesting for the office. Sound editing? Yes. It's uh, a quiet place. Will you let me? Would you like to list off the films? Black Panther. Yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody. First Man. A Quiet Place and Roma. Yes. Um, I think we both are rooting for a quiet place for this category. Well, and it's also the only movie. I guess maybe Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. But it's the only movie where sound plays such an integral part in the narrative of right. the film. To like. To, like okay, so a similar movie that's been drawing a lot of comparison to a Quiet Place is um, the happening. Uh, well, there's uh, Bird Box. Bird Box. <laughs> okay. Uh, the the problem is Bird. So just to draw parallels, Bird Box isn't a very visually interesting film to look at. Right. The palettes, but the whole narrative of the film revolves around visually seeing something. You know. A Quiet Place actually incorporates that element into the story of the film. 
So I th- I think that's why it's it's very effective and also just if the sound uh um uh, editing wasn't good in a quiet place that movie would be not nearly as good as it actually is but yeah that's my spiel on it yeah um I have a feeling Bohemian Rhapsody might win this but Me too. it is inter- but I it's uh it's the category for sound editing and all the other films are about using active sound yeah. or like using things when a quiet place is a, is a, very much the removal of sound right so it, it's bizarre in that category so that's why I I yeah. think about it um it's so different than like any other movie on there right so we could just skip the short film yeah. section because yeah, no one saw those. Yeah, for sorry, a, a I'm sure they're so culture. good, yeah. and I'm sure that there's like so much talent behind them, but no one's seeing them, dude. Well, yeah, like if it's hard for adults to look at yeah. lots of these, like how can do you think that young people are going? The problem to? is too, like there's no marketing behind short films the way there's marketing right. behind bigger or like full length features that are actually. Um, where theatrically would you, yeah, Where would you go to see a short film? That's the problem, is I have no idea. A lot of the time you have to go straight to, like, the filmmaker, the producer's, like, website or whatever. Mm. So I that's that's the, my biggest hindrance with watching short films is that I just can't find them. Um, what's another good one? Um, Let me get to... Just for music, I'll say that the score that plays throughout Black Klansman is really good. And it does a real... I like it, too, because it does a really good job at um, portraying the actual tone and feel of of the movie. Yeah. But also, the JC came back to do, the, to do a new score for Halloween. John Carpenter. He actually... <laughs> he came back and he had... Dude, there's one scene... I think the song is mm-hmm. called uh, "The Shape," uh, "The Shape Chases Annie" or something. Yeah. I think that's the name of the track, and is a to- it's all synth. It's 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 one of the best things that I heard in any movie this entire year. Wow! So, John Carpenter, shout out. Yeah, you're very animated about that. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Speaking of animated animated feature films. Uh, it's Spider Man, bro. Incredibles two, Isle of Dogs. Uh, Mira, Mirai, Ralph breaks the internet, and Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Now, uh, I, I think we would... Uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, that's good. Um, but there's a lot there's a lot of um, things at play here. Right. For instance, I think Ralph breaks the internet and Incredibles 2. Both mostly Incredibles 2. Disney backing, Incredibles 2 has that Pixar reputation. Yeah, but they're going for the nostalgia yeah. thing. But then Spider-Man's going for the superhero thing. Right. And then there's Isle of Dogs, which is Wes Anderson, <laughs> which um, doesn't, I don't necessarily, I don't know if it will, I, I feel like it's going to win maybe, but it would surprise, it would just surprise me if it did not. You know what would be interesting too, if uh, Miro won? Because I have no clue. <laughs> just because it's so out of left field that yeah. I could see it picking it up, you know? Mm, interesting. I could see like that being like the surprise winner, but I mean either way, dude. If you're a fan of of any of these films, the fact that something like Spider Man in the Spider Verse or Ralph Breaks the Internet could actually like is actually nominated is just kind of impressive, you know. Like 
the fact that it's not all like we talked about finding the balance between like artistic filmmaking and profitable filmmaking and i think that like it's showing that you could still make something profitable and very accessible but also just have it be of really high quality and be good and also animated movies are essentially made for kids but they're not just right. kids movies you know what i mean so anyway Watch Spider-Man. It was just so good. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're at the big enchilada right here. Mm-hmm. Um, best picture. Is it the big enchilada or the whole enchilada? The whole enchilada. Thank you. So here we are at the whole enchilada right here. We'll edit this in post. No, no we won't. <laughs> best picture. Jinx. <laughs> best picture. Black Panther. Black Klansman. Black oh. Bohemian, oh, Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, favorite Green Book, Roma, A Star Is Born, and Vice. Vice. Um, oh, Vice is about stop. Um, stop. Okay. Do not. Okay. 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 Do not do that. We're trying to keep Wisecast, uh, um, what open for people who right. have differing opinions. Okay. Hey, that's how we start discussions. Exactly. And then when you meet them in real life, then you can talk about. <laughs> I'm open to everyone's feedback. <laughs> yeah, that was the, the worst. <laughs> that was the worst. Okay. So we actually talked about this already. Yeah. But um, one thing that we both noticed about like the the films nominated for Best Picture is that they're all either about or marketed around um modern social issues yeah like you have uh like black panther and black klansman uh something like vice uh bohemian rhapsody and we've talked about like trends that we've seen in terms of like throughout um the academy's nominations like history of nominating uh like back in like 1999, they were nominating a lot of historical, yeah, period pieces. Let me just run down a 1999, so 20 years ago. Yeah. This is what was happening: Shakespeare in Love, Elizabeth, Life is Beautiful, Saving Private Ryan, and The Thin Red Line. All like two of them are war films. Yeah. Another two are based. Um, they have a budget for history, like a trying to go back in time. Yeah. Um, and then the winner, Shakespeare in Love, is obviously historical. Well, no, no. Uh, Sha- I was saying Shakespeare in oh, okay. Love is like a it's a comedy drama they're saying, right. and uh, it's like going back in time. Interesting that they highlight his name there. <laughs> oh, whoa, okay. I'm gonna leave now. Yeah. Hey, if the thing I said is controversial, wait till you get fired, dude. <laughs> Ooh, you're gonna get it. <laughs> well played. <laughs> Yeah, so that threw me for a loop there. <laughs> yeah, if you just go through the list here, uh, I think it's you start seeing like in the seventy second that was uh, in two thousand. Yeah, um, the Insider, which is about cigarette companies, I believe, and uh, Aaron Brockovich, which is about um, Pacific PG and E. Yeah, yeah, who might be fine for bankruptcy now. Anyways. Ooh. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! We keep it. We keep it topical, right? Yeah, I'm just announcing the news. Anyways, um, yeah, and I'm like, like how I was saying earlier, uh, I don't think that there's anything necessarily wrong with it. I just think it's a fascinating trend that um, 
the the politically or socially relevant uh, movies are being nominated. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that's just a, an interesting trend right now. But there are some good movies on there. I I really, I honestly wouldn't have put Black Panther out there just because I didn't think it was that great of a movie. I thought Avengers: Infinity War was a better, the better Marvel movie that came out this year. But still worth, definitely worth watching. Uh, Black Klansman was one of my favorite movies of last year for sure. So yeah, and I didn't see like any of the other ones. Yeah. Um... Yeah, you pretty much mirrored what I was going to say there. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Again, it's kind of like breaking ground in the sense of like superhero movies are more and more getting into these streams. So I feel feel like we're going to see more of that in the future. And there's something that you'll notice when we talk about the Oscars and stuff like this is like how much they miss. Right. Uh, from nominating. And I think that's going to become more and more of a trend because there's more outlets for film. Yeah. And they and whenever you're going to have a restricted number of of films, there's right. always going to be a group of people going, well, why didn't you include that film? Well, why isn't my favorite movie on there? Yeah. Well, and I was just enraged that Toni Collette wasn't, yeah. didn't get every award for her performance in Hereditary. I'm talking about every single award that there is. Like, in the Olympics, give her an award. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So what was your favorite movie of last year? Do you have one, like, off the top of your head? Not off the top of my head. Um, yeah, I can't think of one. Gotti. There you go. <laughs> right on. <laughs> want me to do mine? Yeah. Oh. My favorite. Your, hold on. Hold on. Let me... I guess you were wanting me to fill in. So, what were your favorites? Oh, um... Do you want me to read my whole list? Because I made a list. What were your favorites? Do you have a whole list? Yeah, Why don't you read it out? So it was Annihilation. <laughs> yeah. That was my tops. And then the rest could be like interchanged. I don't have it's not an order. Yeah. Um there's eighth grade, hereditary, black clansman, mid nineties, Halloween, sorry to bother you, a quiet place, Incredibles two, Avengers Infinity War, Deadpool, and Spider Man into the Spider Verse. So I got a little bit of everything on there. Yeah, that's a good list. Uh, let, let that. Oh, be- and also, dude, this movie got like 60% across the board. And I don't understand why, because it was probably the funniest thing I saw last year. Yeah. But it was um, uh, a stupid and, a stupid and futile gesture. It's basically the, yeah. the story starring Will... It's, uh stars Will Forte as uh, Doug Kenny. Yeah. It's the creation of National Lampoons. It was released on Netflix. It's like part documentary, part yeah, actual narrative film, um, and it's one of my favorite movies. Like I was so inspired to just write stuff after that movie. Yeah, it, it's a good movie. And yeah. then there's also a documentary that came before it that that yeah 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 yeah, which is excellent. Um, yeah. So yeah, I would say that's a good movie to check out. Um, I let those let that be the recommendations from you know older yeah. people who want to see what young people are watching. Mm-hmm. Probably more. Uh, probably this is from people who are more keen towards the film, mm-hmm. like the obscure films. I'll go see anything too. Is my thing. yeah. Um, when's Except, unless it out? looks bad. Yeah. 
Like, I won't see anything if it looks boring. Like that Venom movie, that yeah. looked boring. So, <laughs> And we're past the 30-minute mark. So. All right. Say, so, hey, don't delete it this time. I won't. I'm, I'm, I'm watching you. Okay. You guys have a good week. Bye. Bye.